<laughs> yeah, man. What is good? It's your boy, AC man. I'm with my guy, uh, Nate B. And we playing around, experimenting with some stuff. Make <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sound like Bill. Getting Nye some feedback. Bill, 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 Bill. Nah, this ain't this guy. I didn't really, really tell you. Just start singing. Time out. Time so, um, I took B lunch with niggas like you. B I knew. Lunch. <laughs> uh shit, man. You you do you have a good lineup of topics this week, Alex? Uh yeah, man. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Always. Every week. So no. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> you ready? You ready All to right, get into well, it? Yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, man, you already know. You already know. Like, listening to that song now, it just, I don't know, it sounds just so old to me now. Like, and it's like, I remember when it was new, but now it just found, it sound and just feels so old. Nah, like, this bro. is so old. That shit is fire. I still Man, listen that to that shit every fucking morning. <laughs> Especially mornings when I know it's going to be a long ass day. I'd be like, look. Morning, pop on that motherfucking. I already know. To let these I can bitches take know. 10 L's in a row. I'm still that nigga though. <laughs> Yo, we got to let the people hear that, bro. We got to let the people... You know, I'm not playing them this old ass song, bro. You gotta go to let... my SoundCloud. They can no, go to bro. my sound. It's still no, bro. You gotta no. let the people hear the song on the podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. See, see, I could, I could, I could take ten L's in a row. I'm still that nigga though. You know. I could take 10 L's in a L's. Yeah, see, I could take 10 Because I'm not playing that song because I don't want niggas to think that I'm just like clinging on to that song. You know? Like, I mean, it's a good song to cling on to. Know? It's like, what if I was, you know, what if Joe Budden was like, yo, pump it up, throw this shit hard. Let me play this shit for you. I mean, like, in the last there? five episodes, how many times has, as a matter of fact, like three episodes ago, Joe played. Pump it up. <laughs> and then the episode before that, he played Hobes' version of Pump It Up. I mean, all I'm saying is, bro, I, you know. You can take 10 like, in a row. You still that nigga, huh? That's true. I mean, I said it. And everything I say is 100% fact. Every rap. Some, a lot of these other rappers can't say. A lot of these rappers is gonna pub their music no matter how old it is on whatever platform they own. If you listening to the sound of my voice right now, <laughs> just know that I'm hard, nigga. I'm hard. Now I'm not hard, but you know, I got some hard shit. So, so I don't think the people know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Soundcloud.com um, slash AC901. It's actually not. It's the. The URL is not the same AC. It's just AC. It's no E. Not no one. Check me out, man. You know what I'm saying? I got some new, some new dropping soon, man. Some new. 
for branding purposes, you're gonna have to add another Slate. E to that SoundCloud URL. Just you know, Slate throwing it out there. I think maybe it was taken or something. But there's yeah. no way it was taken. So let me go. <laughs> we gotta you gotta stay on brand, bro. You gotta stay I on wish, brand. You know, I, I want it to just be AC, you know what I'm saying? But it's always some nigga who created it that don't even do what they need to do. Like they don't even be on it. You know what I'm saying? Same with Twitter. Like my name could be at A C E E, but you know, it's some person out there that ain't tweeted since two thousand seven and you know, I can't get the name. It's like damn. I just want my name. I don't want this extra shit. I mean, your favorite G. It is shit. I just looked up. <laughs> said I just looked up. <laughs> I feel you, man. But what was we talking about, though? Oh, yeah, we was talking about the song. No, I'm not playing that. I already know what's going to happen. In post-production, when I say you got to play it, <laughs> You gonna drop that doom doom no <laughs> and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the, I'm gonna be in the car hyped in the bitch cause I'm a, <laughs> oh no I know what I'm gonna do I know I'm not even gonna tell you <laughs> now I know exactly what I'm gonna do alright anyway <laughs> anyway speaking of music did you catch uh, any of the new music that dropped last week uh like what. Black's album, uh, six Wait, huh? Schlack. That's I'm his name. I'm talking about Schlack. Sh- sh- <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you say his name? No, man. I think it's black. I think it's black. <laughs> it was just I was just talking to my girl. She was like, uh, "Is it six Slack? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I think it's black," but a lot of people joke and say it's six Slack because I know the first time that you see it, most likely. You might think six like until you realize, oh, that six is a B. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I listened to some of that. Um, to be honest, man, I really couldn't get into it. Uh, so I know that's maybe kinda unpopular, but I don't know. I listened to a few songs. I don't really listen to black like that. But then, you know, everybody was saying the new album hard. So I'm listening to it. Maybe I ain't give it a chance, because like I said, I probably listened to like four five songs because i think it was just like on shuffle or something but i'm like i'm you know i don't, I don't want to hear all this singing man i just i don't know i just didn't want to hear that but you know <laughs> it's like i want to give them props but i mean i don't know i just really want feeling it like that gotcha uh i'm kind of i know it was i know a lot of people liked it I'm yeah a lot of people are in love with it man i yeah. and there's some songs on there that I definitely rock with, but this is my first introduction to Black. Like I didn't, I haven't listened to any of his uh, other pieces of work, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Uh, it's pretty cool though, man. Like I, I, it's like a chill hipster emo type vibe. That's how. That's the best way I can try to describe it um, chill chill hipster emo yeah yeah that's just that's just not the wave i'm on currently I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah like you gotta you gotta be in a certain mood you know <laughs> for real like you definitely gotta be in a one. certain you gotta be in a certain mood for shit like that like blacks 
his his type of music, although good, you know, really good. I like I like a lot of the production. Um, I like a lot of the storytelling that he put into the music, but it wasn't like I'm not gonna rant and rave about it. Like I just listened to this my last project and was looking forward to it. Like I didn't even know how to say his name, so <laughs> I mean, there's that. You know, it's tough, man. I mean, it's a damn six. I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm too washed to understand how to say his name. Uh, but other than that, I know Wale, Wale dropped the EP. Definitely did not listen to that. Free Lunch. It's fire, bro. I think I heard the song with J. Cole, though. My boy. Yeah, definitely fire. Uh, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really fuck with that, with that. Because it got a vibe for, and I feel like the last two EPs while they drop, we said it's like we're saying the same things. He has a song for every vibe you can imagine within like a week. He got like one for the ladies and like the emotional Drake type niggas. He got a song for the niggas who want to hear bars. He got a bit of a turn up song, and then he just got. Wale on that rapidly rap braggadocious poetic shit. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, like yeah, what's the Wale that people likes, right? Yeah, like you know, he got a style for every bump in your face. <laughs> like, face basically. <laughs> uh, and the other notable drop for me, even though it wasn't a super long drop in this era of uh, very short albums. No name dropped an album. Room twenty five. No and, name is that. Uh, no name is a <laughs> artist out of Chicago. Uh, top five. Top five female lyricists. Period. Mm. And although many many people may not have heard from her or heard of her, her last album telephone dropped in 2016 that's arguably my it's in my top five favorite albums of the last three years Mm. uh this room 25 album i fuck with it too uh and it's kind of like do you listen to saba i do not so it's kind of like hmm who can i I don't even know who you could compare her to because you you almost have to be into that. It's kind of like that chill, soulful rap. Uh, a lot of great melodies uh, and harmonizing either vocals or strings that kind of sound like vocals uh, that she raps over. Uh, she calls her style like lullaby raps because she's very soft-spoken. Um, her delivery is very on point based upon her subject matter. So I really, I really fuck with no name. Uh, tough, tough. Uh, I may go to the concert. I know she's in Nashville in January, so I may pull up there. May pull up. I can, uh, I can just hear the passion in your voice. 
You're a passionate No Name fan. Shout out No Name. Room 25, man. Check it out. Check out Room 25. Check out Saba, uh, the bucket list. If you want to kind of get a feel of the type of rap that I'm describing. Wale Free Lunch out now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get this this check from Warner Brothers. <laughs> nah, you're not trying to get the check. You're not trying to get the check. You're giving away the check. That's what you're doing. You're giving the check away. So I'm trying to put people on do. music, man. Like I, how I was do. put on music, bro. That's what you want to do. If that's how you want to live life, you know, putting these other niggas on who already on. Whatever. Nigga, we need we need to get put on. <laughs> put us on. Put us on. Whatever, nigga. Well, you know, shout out to After Five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After Five. They, they the new up and coming niggas. Why y'all bullshit? So, sh- yeah, they, they deserve everything they get. Them dudes so, cold. Are you ready? Because uh, <laughs> you're going to get into some bullshit. <laughs> are you ready to uh, jump into Twitter court? Yeah, man. Let's, let's do it. These are their stories. Have you seen <laughs> this model? You mean the one they keep calling ugly, bro? Yes. Do you know her name? I do not know her name. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know who she was before this, and <laughs> it has happened, and I still don't know who she is. <laughs> or I still don't remember her name. I guess Slick Woods. Slick Woods. Slick Woods. Yes. Slick Woods. So, first of all, do you think she ugly? I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. And I think everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Um, I don't want to pass judgment because I just don't, I don't want to jump out there and say, because I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day. And it's like, I don't necessarily think that she's ugly. I can see where somebody else may find her attractive and I can see where somebody may find her ugly. She's not my particular uh, cup of tea, <laughs> but I don't, I see features in, I see features in her that are to be desired. And then I see features in her that some may, you know, not really rock with, which is kind of the question that I wanted to get into with Twitter court. But let me hear, let me hear your response. Do you think she's, you know, do you think she's attractive or do you not find her attractive? You know, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Nate. Like, you know, as you've been talking, I've looked at many pictures of Slick Woods. And, um, you know, like I can definitely see, I can see, like, I mean, you just, it, it, it's just, uh, you know, this is awful, but it's just a carbon copy of what you just said. You know, I can see how, you know, there are things that people may find attractive and I can see how somebody could find her attractive. And I can also see how somebody could not find her attractive you know as far as how i personally feel like i am somebody who is so you know what i'm saying like you know i I mean i I like to say that i'm always in the middle on a lot of stuff like i'm always just in the middle like i'm never just an extreme so if you ask on the border ass nigga yeah i mean that's just (laughs) what it is you know because i just always look at both sides and i'll be like damn you know I don't know what's right or wrong. I just know it's this and that. But I forgot where I was going. Yeah, so in terms of if I think she's attractive, it's like the, the my answer to that will always be, you know, I mean, I can see how somebody can find her attractive. 
And I can see how somebody cannot find her attractive. And so this is my this is my issue, and this is and why it's in Twitter court from my point of view. And so she's I don't straight. know if you've been seeing this. That's what yeah. that is. Basically. <laughs> she she's Continue. straight. She's straight. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like that's just where I'm just gonna stop. I ain't yeah. gonna call her ugly. She's I ain't gonna straight. call her ugly. And and everybody know what that mean. Like, yeah, she's straight. <laughs> she she she's straight as hell. Uh, my issue becomes when people on one end, so people who find her attractive or think she's beautiful, start talking about this narrative of unconventional beauty, and then people who are like not finding her attractive are basically saying that y'all only finding her attractive because of her complexion. So it's like, <laughs> like oh it's like, gosh. if you get on social media, bruh, there is nobody who's, who is either a going to keep it real or who's not trying to push the agenda of, I only find her, I find her attractive because you niggas are uncultured. <laughs> and then the other half is y'all only find her attractive because she light-skinned. And it's like, damn, bro, like, <laughs> why like, she bro. just can't be straight? I swear, like, bro. <laughs> like, why she just can't be straight? And what I was trying to just, what I was trying to explain was to the, to the person I was having this conversation with originally is if you look at, if you look at her features, right, her facial Features. I'm not talking anything from the neck down. I'm talking facial features, which is which seems to be the point of contention here. She has features that a lot of models that are praised on the regular on the TL have. What she has that others don't is this gap. And Man. The thing about the thing about gaps, especially where her gap is, this is they be talking. But continue. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna take full credit for it. Where her gap is, you've seen people in popular media capitalize on it. Like for some people, gaps may be terrible looking to them, but for other people, like they like it because it adds a, it makes you stand out from the rest of the people or the rest of your peers. And I think that's that's from from my point of view that's the point that a lot of people are missing. If you look at her facial structure uh, and like the kind of the sculpt the sculpting of like her jawline and stuff like that the the African American well not even African the models of color all have that similar facial structure so now if you got even though it's not a lot of models of color i would assume it's not a lot of models of color period now you got to figure out a way to stand out if she has this gap that people know will be memorable i mean i can i can see i can see why rihanna would say i'm gonna make you the face of this because A, you're memorable, so people are going to remember it, whether they are on one side of the fence or the other. And then two, aesthetically, 
if I remove if you remove that gap, she doesn't look any different from any of the other models. And it's just like for me, it's just like this fascination with what's Winnie Winnie Harlow. Mm -hmm. Is that her name? Like, I I know who you're talking about. Now, under a normal circumstance, the vast majority of people would look at her a certain way. But because when she first reached, you know, superstardom, I, I would assume in the public eye, people didn't look at her skin in a negative light they automatically empowered it so when you remove uh the skin piece of it at her bare surface she looks like a she looks like a model like she just so happens to be a model with a different type of skin Mm -hmm. because i'm not really i'm not sure if it's you know birthmarks i'm not sure if it's skin discoloration so i don't want to jump out the window and say the wrong thing but because she doesn't have the same skin tone throughout a that automatically makes her stand out so it's like if we gonna have a conversation let's keep the conversation where it's at because i saw people talking about what's the dude you remember ice jj fish yeah (laughs) so i I saw people (laughs) come i saw people comparing you know her and Ice JJ Fish, and I'm just like, for as much shit as Ice JJ Fish caught on the on the internet on the web for all of that shit he was doing, he was still getting paid. People were still booking him for things, whether it was to laugh at him or not. And I guarantee you, it was bitches still out here going for him, <laughs> like. <laughs> If we go, if we gonna call a spade a spade, let's call a spade a spade. Like, and the same thing with Slick Woods. Like, a lot of black Twitter may find her ugly or not attractive, but this woman is literally being paid to look how she looks. So that means somebody, somewhere, somebody with money defines her as a standard of beauty. So, if you don't feel like she's attractive, guess what? The standard of beauty just dropped for you. So maybe you can get you a damn modeling contract. If you do find her attractive, guess what? Now you can say there are all different types of beauty out here. But this narrative of unconventional beauty and y'all are just too uncultured to understand. I'm just like, bro, what? What are we supposed to do? (laughs) Like, what do y'all want people to do? Create a flip book of, okay, these this is what beautiful people look like. And this is what unconventionally beautiful people look like. It's like, bro, it's it's a point of view. I mean, you know, vanity, bro, is just a horrible thing. You know, just how we even just be caught up so much and just like how we all look. You know, it's it's such a huge industry in itself. You know, it's a. Uh, but uh, she's not ugly, though. I don't. I don't. I, I feel like the minority is saying that. Like, there's people that are saying it, but I feel like they're in the minority. Yeah, and the issue with Twitter is, you know, that minority is always pushed. <laughs> because if you type in Slick Woods, Slick Woods and ugly is going to come up. <laughs> but like, it's going to come up. But you, you, not. you probably going to see a lot of people <laughs> who going to be like, you know, 
she not ugly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, like, it's like it's like you know you can have two or three people come out and be like, "Yo, she ugly," and it's gonna be like a thousand people that reply and be like, "No, she not." Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just how things always work on Twitter. You you are definitely correct. One nigga say some off the wall shit, and then it'll be like a hundred women responding, and they own they having their own little tweets, their own little threads based on some off the wall shit. One nigga said, you know. I just and be like, this is why niggas are toxic. <laughs> and we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. I don't know. If we gonna get to it on today's show, but we definitely gonna get to that to- that toxic masculinity and feminism at some point. Femininity. Because I am tired. I just didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I, I I just, fu- I'm sure I just messed. <laughs> I up. think I didn't fucked it up before when we, when we talked about talking about it. it was like, nah, 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 nah. We go. <laughs> let's get, let's figure out how to say it first. But I just want to leave you with this, Alex, and get your get off of the slick woods thing. I see. I've seen this several times over like the last six months, and it says you were brainwashed into thinking European features are the epitome of beauty. <laughs> Now, can you tell me what the fuck? Like, let me let me break this down. This is this is let me break this down. So everybody always talking about, you know, this light skin, dark skin shit. And, uh, you know, and they always bring up the point that you just made that we thinking that everything European like, look, niggas, niggas like what they like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe that I was, you know like built to like what I like or I only like what I like because, you know, I see it on TV or this, that, and the other. There's a skin tone, man, this going to be bad, but there's a skin tone that a majority of people like. That's just how I feel. Like, it's just, you know, in, in our terms of what we find attractive, like we don't want a real pale woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like nobody wants for the, the majority of people don't want the extremes, I guess is the point. Like a lot of people are looking for that middle ground. That's why you got a lot of black people trying to be lighter. You got a lot of white people trying to get darker because everybody looking for that middle ground because, you know, and they talk about why a lot of people like, you know, foreign women because, you know, there's this middle ground that they have that's like between the extremes. I just think it's like a natural thing for the majority of people to like, you know, what's in the middle. You know what I mean? And as far as like facial features, I mean, it it varies. Like, you know, some people some people don't. You know, like for Slick Wood, she has very large lips. Like some people gonna like the large lips. Some people not gonna want the large lips. You know, I mean, it's it's all it's all so subjective. And I hate when people try to say that. You know, it's because we brainwashed and I like you one thing. I mean, there's just something that majority of people are gonna like. You know, like people talk about the favoritism that light skinned black people get over dark skinned black people. I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't. I really don't want to get too too deep into it, cause I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers. Damn, you backpedaling? You scared, ain't it? Slick. I ain't even go scared, ain't it, man? And I don't be scared of nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's scared. easy. I'm, it's easy to fall I'm down the rabbit hole. I'm afraid to touch that. I feel like I already went too far. Potentially. It's just, you know, perception, like, and, and the way our brains work. I just, 
that's just my conclusion that the middle ground is what majority of people like. So they don't want the extremes the same way people might not be, you know, leaning more towards a really dark skinned girl is the same reason why somebody might not be leaning towards a really pale, like white girl. You know what I'm saying? Like even white dudes, they like, they like their white girls with a tan, you know what I'm saying? Cause they looking for the even darker girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why white women are getting tans. It's like to be darker, to get more to that middle ground. So it really ain't got nothing to do with like the lightness of the skin. It's really just getting to that middle ground. Don't know black person want to be pale, like pale, white, pale, completely pale. Like you want to get, you just want to be a lighter brown because I just feel like that lighter brown is clearly a skin complexion that the majority tends to favor. You know, not to say that there can be beauty on all spectrums. It's just the way people's brain work. Like, you know, so yes, that does lead to discrimination. Like it does, but I just don't look at it as like a brainwash thing. I think it's just like, you know, that's just the way it feel. Like if niggas like women with a big old butt, I mean, like that's just what niggas like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Some women got it. Some women don't. And you can't the same way, you know, it's like niggas, like women not going to go on no campaign for like little butts, you know. I mean, they do have their little things, but it it can't be no serious thing about, well, you need to accept all butt ranges. You know what I'm saying? And I know it sounds horrible to compare skin complexion to that, but to me, it's like the same thing. Like there's something that most people favor. There's something that, you know is least or less favorable. So like, that's just, it's always going to be like that. Like no matter what it is, you know, and like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think it's a brainwash situation. I think it's just a life situation. I just think it's a damn, I just feel like it is very basic, right? People like what they like. True. Why they like it. Ain't none of my damn business. (laughs) Like, exactly. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Like, and that's what, that's, that's, I guess, to to wrap this up, that's really why I get frustrated. I I don't want to say I get frustrated, but I just want to call people to, you know, the witness stand in Twitter court and just really let them know, like, bro, you have the right to say whatever the fuck (laughs) you want to say. True. And you also have to understand that everybody else has the right to say whatever the fuck they want to say. But if you say some dumb shit that don't got shit to do with what you actually saying, I'm going to get on this podcast every week <laughs> and tell you I know what you meant. You just ain't mean shit. <laughs> I know exactly what the hell you meant. You just ain't mean shit. And you just got to understand that shit. Like Either you either you think the woman is attractive or you don't. It don't got shit to do with being a Westerner and <laughs> slavery and having this colorism complex. And I, it don't got shit to do with that. It has everything to do with either you look at her and you find her aesthetically pleasing or you don't. I you ain't gotta look through my damn eyes. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, but if we're gonna talk about it, let's talk about it. Don't don't try to pull in all of these, you know, zing words to try to get people to 
confirm your dumbassness. Like, <laughs> this shit just stupid, man. I don't. Look, man. I don't get it. The middle ground, dog. That's what that's what we want. <laughs> she's straight, bro. She's straight. <laughs> the moral of the story is she's straight, bro. Straight girls winning. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not touching that because you know, whatever your sexual preference is, uh, y'all know we what celebrate you. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> straight girls winning, nigga. <laughs> Somebody, somebody just gonna loop that shit. <laughs> so you all are supporting toxic ass after five podcasts. They are, you know, sexist. I don't sexist. homophobic, homophobic, homophobic. That's that what is, we would. Be. That is, that's what, and it's you know all out of context, man. That's why context matters. Words mean things, in the words of Crystal West, words mean things. And in this particular situation, that was AC who said that shit, not me. I just want to say that I celebrate all of our queens in whatever lifestyle decisions that they choose to make. Shout out to you. I love women, man. I don't know why you'd be trying to pay me (laughs) as anything other than a lover of women. And I want the best for them. True. Allegedly. Let me not say true. Allegedly, that's fact. <laughs> that's fact. I want uh, the best. Yeah. I want the best for women, man. Man, look, man. Let me tell you something. So you know, yesterday was my girl birthday. Yeah, man. Shout out to. Uh, do you say her name on the podcast? I have before. Well, shout out to your fiance. Yeah, man. Happy shout birthday. out to whoa, whoa happy belated whoa, birthday, whoa, my my girl. <laughs> Get this straight. <laughs> My girl, it was her birthday, you know. I've previously referred to her on this podcast as, you know, not my girl, but my shawty. <laughs> you remember that episode? My bad, my bad, my bad. No, nah, but, bad. you know, uh, I went to, I went, I went out to eat with my, you know, a special person that means a lot to me. <laughs> like we all have, we all have special people that mean a lot to us. So this is one of my special people that means a one lot of, to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, there's multiple people that mean a lot to me, of course. I mean, you, you know, know. Like family and Do stuff. what you do. Just don't let it do you. I feel that. Uh, so, you know, we went out to eat. Where y'all go, man? Bro, we went to Fleming's Steakhouse. Oh, so y'all was eating high on the hog. That's what y'all was doing. Bro, a nigga spend more money than expected. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ever, like, now, I'm somebody who go in, like, okay, I already know that we're going to spend at least this. You know, yeah. we we definitely should not spend over this number, and you know I'm straight. Like you know, I mean I'm I'm prepared for anything, but you know there's a number that you're looking at. You're like you know we should be around that. So first of all, you know I make the reservation. They call me back like yo, because in the reservation when I made it, I said you know it was, uh you know this person's birthday, and they was like okay, well do you want us to you know do a cake? Uh, you know, we could do a cake for them or we could have flowers on the table. I'm like, okay, let's go with the flowers because, uh, you know, she really liked flowers. And they like, uh, okay, that'll be $50. I'm like, damn. Thought y'all was going to do that like for the free. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I'm thinking like, you know, Fleming's like, you know, the food already going to cost a million dollars. At least they gonna, you know, fuck with me with the. They was like, nah, nigga, fifty. 
like, okay, well, you know, special day, bit or whatever. Get the reservation, get there. Bruh, these little flowers they didn't put, bruh. This, these, I'm looking at these flowers right now, bruh. This, I mean, bruh, I can't, all I'm going to say is I can't believe that this is going to be the cover of these damn flowers. I can't believe they charged me $50 for these flowers. But regardless, man, you know, um, you know, restaurants like this is all a la carte. So, you know, I get a steak. She got a steak. I mean, it's just a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> Had wine. It was a wrap. Oh, the bottle or did you do glasses? See, we didn't get the bottle because we stupid. You know what I'm saying? But we only got three glasses of wine. So, I mean, I don't know. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you should have just got the bottle. Slick. They were slick slowing us out on the glasses, too. I was not impressed. I was not impressed. You know, it's like the food was straight. You know, the service was, oh, I mean, it was straight. I was not impressed. With the amount of money I just spent, I was not impressed. So, this is my Yelp review. <laughs> you know the manager he was a very nice guy you know i really you know he he impressed me because you know he met us when we first came in you know he saw us again you know so i appreciated that and he sent me an email today so i appreciate that um but you know other than that man Damn, y'all buddies ain't it no nah, nigga <laughs> well we it could be you know, he just said, you know, just want to make sure it was somebody's birthday. You know, they did. They brought her. Uh, they gave us a dessert for free. I cannot believe they gave us that dessert. So they charged you for a cake. Nah, hell no. They gave us. Uh, they gave her some like little truffles, some little chocolate truffles, and they brought like we ordered a dessert. Uh, and they just, they just, I don't know. When we got the bill. It was free. I was like, Bit. they waived it. You know. Yeah. You know they comped that. Uh, but overall, man. That shit ended up costing a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say how much it was. I mean, I'm broke boy Nate B, so, you know, any it's not going to take too much to make me. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So, I mean, what you drop, man? Let, let these mean, folks know how you treating your queen. All I'm going to say. I mean, is, yo, shawty. All I'm going to say is the tip was $50. And you tip 20%, huh? I tip 20%. So, you know, I I just, I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? I didn't expect that. I've been to Ruth Chris with my girl. We ain't spend that. It was like a little over 100. And I'm, I can't remember we got some to drink. I feel like we did. I feel like we got some wine in. I don't even know. Shit was just, I don't know, more than I expected. But anything for my boo. I'm sorry, my special person. Hey, anytime you spend it close to 300 hey. Ain't no gift this year. That's your gift. <laughs> <laughs> no gift this year. That, that that gift in your stomach. Goddamn. We gon' matter of fact, when you get in that their kitchen, cut that bathroom light out. <laughs> when we get to the house. They said cut the bathroom light out. Yeah, that's to, that's the gift. I had to have some uh some cost optimization around here for a few weeks. So we can get back on our feet. Yeah, and we get in this house. Come on now. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> nah, but you know that's why you save your money. So shit happen like that. You know it. It, it just kind of make you feel like it don't put you in no bind, but you just be like, mm, I was not expecting that. Was not expecting to spend that. But it is what it is, man. I don't know if I'll be going back to Fleming's. Though I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. Don't. My parents just, you know, just saying, yeah, Fleming's. That's a great, great choice. I'm like, bet. You know, you know, black people in that age range. Great. You know, they they, it's it's certain it's certain types of restaurants where they like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, so y'all, so y'all really celebrating some month. I mean, you know, that's just like, you know, nice place. Cool. You know, that's like, where you where are you going? You going to a flight, you know, because the restaurant in Memphis called Flight downtown. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. That That's where I've been. I've only been there for brunch, man. That was the best brunch I ever had in my life. Like food wise. It was just great. I think Solo was telling me about uh, they brunch, man. Right, flight brunch, man. Shit was busting. You know, but, uh. Let's jump back into the docket. Yeah, man. Uh, the Cat Williams interview from Wanda and Frank. I know you've seen this shit. Bro, I showed that to my girl. She was in shock. She was in shock of the shit Cat Williams was saying. But, uh, yeah, I did I did see it, man. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, a video I enjoyed watching. <laughs> From, you know, start why finish. did you Why did you enjoy watching it? From start, you a cheerleader for foolishness, or you just no, enjoyed no. what he had to say? I mean, it's just you know, um, yeah, I mean, Cat was he's such a character, you know what I mean? And he's a he's a very entertaining character. So you know, it's like he come in with all these stats and stuff, and it's like everybody I know, everybody in their mama was listening to them stats. Like, damn, really? Like even even the radio host was like. Damn, cat! Like, is it you know for real? You really got that many specials? It made that much money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, I don't know, man. I was, it was just you know very interesting, and then obviously the uh, back and forth with Wanda was uh, you know the perfect top of the video. You know, it was already a great video before that. <laughs> then it just went up to another level. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, man. It, you know. Cat Williams is, I think we talked about this before. Cat Williams is one of those people who are just genuinely funny. They're funny without trying. And what's, what made that whole exchange with Wanda even more funny is he wasn't even really trying. Nah. Like, you can tell he was juicy. He was exerting minimum energy. <laughs> like, I'm and a- she, she tried him. That was the thing. Like, she bigged him up and was so excited to have him. And she was, you know, oh, my gosh, she's such a big fan. Now, if you're a fan of Cat Williams, you know it's two things that you're just not going to really do. You're not going to just sit up here and call this man a crackhead in his face. And you're not going to try to check him. Especially if you are not well-versed in the art of the check. And she was trash. (laughs) I mean, she wasn't ready, man. She ain't go up she, there for all that. She was. She's definitely a, you know, third string little league baseball player. And my nigga was Aaron Judge. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit got bad. And it was effortless, bro. That mindset. 
That man said you sound big on radio. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to do that, man. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of people who were, you know, saying that he did. He went too far, you know. He's a comedy. You know, getting, getting, getting down on black women, you know. But what did he say that was derogatory to black women? Somebody riddled me that. It's it's like you know when you go at a black woman, then you degrading them. That's just kind of what it comes comes to now. But she started with him, so it's like you can go to the zoo, walk up to the tiger cage, dump the tiger on the nose, and then back up. And then when you walk up to the cage again and reach your arm in that cage, and the tiger bites your fucking arm off, now all of a sudden the tiger in the wrong. But you know, now let's say, as the man, now all of a sudden the tiger got to get put down. As the man, you know, you just got to have a little bit more restraint. You know, we just have more responsibility on our plate when it comes but to our interactions a, with women. But as a comic, what responsibility did he have? He was too mean during man. that interview. He was a big meanie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's that's why that's why her husband had to roll up on that nigga. And I think Cat was. He said it best when he was like, if if this man walked up on me with a gun, <laughs> there would have been police involved and, you know, some type of something. The, the law enforcement would have been brought in. I'll just say that. Bringing no gun to me. <laughs> and then this whole thing with Tiffany Haddish and... uh. Kevin Hart, I didn't, I, I did not care enough to hear what Kevin Hart had to say on his Instagram live. Um, I did see what Tiffany Haddish said to TMZ, uh, and then I did hear what Cat said to TMZ. But just going back to what Cat said in the interview, do you think, do you think he was wrong? I mean, he definitely wasn't wrong. In speaking about Tiffany Haddish's talent and, you know, all the things that are still very unproven about her. Now, as far as, you know, all the white man stuff, I mean, I don't know about all that. But everything else I feel like was very spot on in terms of, you know, because even I mean, I I don't it's like Tiffany Haddish, you know, it's like everybody rooting for her. But, you know, it's like. She ain't really proven to just be really that funny at all. Like in any capacity. So I don't know. Outside of outside of the situations that she's written into? Is that what you mean? Correct, correct. So do you think she's one of those people who is a funny a funny actress? More than a funny comic. I mean, I ain't really seen her acting chops either. I'm, you know, to be honest, you know, her talent is in question to me. You know, do I think she could be a like a fun? It's like she could be, uh, you know, an actress that's you know kind of always playing that same role. Um, kind of like a Sofia Vergara. Is that her name? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. A woman that be on Modern yeah. Family. Like, I feel like she just yeah. played the same role, kind of everything she do. And 
like the tro the the foreign trophy wife, yeah, you know. And and she, and her her job is just to bring the strong, you know, Hispanic accent. You know, that's just all her job is. <laughs> and uh so you know, that's really the only thing I can see for Tiffany right now. Uh cuz I ain't really, you know, I think I watched her special and I didn't really think it was funny. And um you know, I I remember seeing her on Saturday night live. I didn't think it was funny. So uh you know, I mean, I guess she was straight in Girls Trip, but... Oh, she was phenomenal in Girls Trip, and I think she was good in uh, the movie she was in with Cat Williams. Did he reference? I don't remember the name of it, but she was good in that. Uh, and I think she's going to be good in Night School. I think... I just... Uh, it's hard. I mean, I don't know if I could deal with Kat, I mean, uh, with Kevin Hartman. Yeah, I think I'm off Kevin Hart. He's become he's become a character a caricature of himself to where it's so over it's so overly dramatic that it's not believable no more. Exactly. To me he been he been like that for too long. It's just I'm done. But I honestly think that it's gotten to the point that that's who he is. That's horrible. I think he's at this point Kevin Hart is too successful to still play the victim. Clearly, everybody's not hating on you. Like why he why why would he, he even goes, be speaking to niggas like hating on him? Like you, Kevin Hart. Because, because the that narrative is what keeps not you but people like you from giving up on him completely. Right, people who are kind of fed up with this caricature of who Kevin Hart is, uh, this over dramatized version, and all of this stuff. If you feel like he's being bullied, or he's the underdog, or people are still counting him out, or any of this other stuff, you'll still support. Not not you, maybe, but people like you because most people like an underdog, even if you are winning. <laughs> if if the perception is you're an underdog, people are still going to root for you. And I think we just gotta. I think I wanted to hit on this last week, and we didn't get a chance to because you know we discussed so much shit last week. But when you talk in numbers, because we we've on this podcast, I can only speak for this on this podcast. I've giving Nikki shit for bringing up her numbers. And last week when we were talking about, you know, Charlemagne and them, I gave Charlemagne and them, num- them shit for bringing up numbers because although those are very valid metrics, either they're okay to use all the time or they're not. And so if we're going to use numbers as a metric, we just got to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And one thing about one thing about Kevin Hart is he going to have the numbers cuz he's crossed over. The numbers don't translate to funny. And I feel like what a lot of those people in positions like Kevin do is once they cross over, they begin to lose touch with their core 
the people who got them there. I don't think it's on purpose, but I think once you get once you start making that, you know, their Chevrolet at Lincoln, <laughs> their Chevrolet and Lincoln money. When you start, you know, getting deals from YouTube to have your own channel and shit, when you got your own network and making movies and shit like that, it's a little hard to stay in touch with, you know, the hood niggas in Jacksonville. True. And I think Cat Williams is the opposite. He and Mike Epps are the opposite of that. So when you bring up comedians in conversation, if they constantly being asked about the biggest comedian out right now and they don't really fuck with his shit, it's not hating if they like, that ain't it. <laughs> now, is it? Is it hating if they like, that ain't it? Just it just depends on your definition of like what hating is, you know? It's like a lot of people are just like, you know, if you ain't got something nice to say, then don't say nothing at all. And if you do say something, then you hate. That's kind of, I feel like that's kind of what it is, especially when you like <clears throat> somebody who has an opinion that's worth, like that means something. Like when you say something, it's going to be news. So you're choosing your time to say something to talk bad about somebody else, you know, which a lot of people are going to label as hating. Now, some people is going to be, well, you know, like speak your truth. If that's what you think, then you should say that and not feel no way about it. But, you know, you can say that it's not hate, but. You know, it's going to be a lot of people that is saying you hating because you're you're putting energy towards expressing that negative feeling. You know, so. I feel cat, I feel cat. Uh, and I mean, if he com if he comfortable with, you know, people not liking him because he do that, then, you know, more power to him. He can do that. But you can't be mad when niggas be like feel the type of way like. Like if 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 I'm a rapper and another rapper is like, yo, this nigga's whack. Like this nigga AC is whack. You know, I can't. I mean, I'm a feel a type of way. I ain't. You know, if he on on record saying that shit, I'm a feel a type of way. Like I can't be like, well, he not hating. But, he just he just telling the truth. I mean, I, I'm gonna feel like you hating, um, especially if I'm successful. If I'm successful and you somewhere saying I'm whack, like putting it in the like you know speaking to the media. Saying I'm whack, like I'm gonna feel like you hate, you know. And I and and to me that's a reasonable feeling. Cause some people would say hating is just like you know when you speaking bad about something that is really let you like honestly don't think is bad, you know what I'm saying? Or like you speaking bad for a specific reason, you know, and you limit hating to that. But I feel like most people are gonna take hate as hate. But if niggas are. And I just, I really want to, I want to be kind of careful with this. But if, if you are a comedian, right? And comedians all talk about who's funny and who not funny. If you ask a comedian, you know, they top five. They talking funny niggas. Cause these are niggas who can make niggas who make people laugh, laugh. Usually when they talking and when you hear them have conversations, Kev ain't mentioned in that. And it's like when you're when you're if multiple of your top tier peers, right? Don't don't really have you in their 
let's say top five or whatever the case may be. Yet, you the biggest person to ever do this. Are they are they coming together to hate on you? Or are you just at the point where you too big to fail? So it don't really matter. And like, I, I fuck with Kevin Hart because of where he come, like, what he had to do to get to where he's at. I fuck with the hustle. I fuck with the hard work. I fuck with everything it took for him to get to this point. I just feel like he's at a point now where the nigga just not really that funny. He has he has gimmicky jokes. And he's done he's done enough specials that I know what to expect. I mean, I think and that kind of turns me off. I think brother. it's reasonable to feel that way about Kevin Hart. Like like you made a like you said the point of um you know, a lot of these other comedians ain't going to have Kevin Hart in their top. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Kevin can probably respect that. But, you know, like I said, using your verbal platform to, you know, just say like, yo, this nigga's whack. You know, like niggas are not going to just be like, well, you know, he just speaking his mind. Like niggas going to feel the type of way. So it's just and especially when you be working hard. And clearly you not you can't be that like, you know, we talk about being too big to fail, but it's like people still gotta buy them tickets and still think that you funny and go to and go to your show. And there's still plenty of people who laughing at Kevin Hart. But but we, but we all know that Kevin not no top comedian. You know, he just he's just, you know, found a way to really get paid from this shit. And copy capitalize. So that brings us back to the original point. It, it, Cat Williams was telling the truth. And what's crazy is, like I said, I didn't listen to Kevin Hart's Insta Live, so I don't know what the hell his rebuttal was, but I'm sure it was probably similar to the shit he'd be saying back to my kids. <laughs> so I'm going to pray for you, brother. I don't care to hear that. <laughs> You're so unhappy. And, and, you know, just like, bro, <laughs> the nigga just don't think you funny. <laughs> but, Either way, when they asked Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish said, I don't have any. There was never an issue with with Kat. She and she like went out and said, like, that is my uncle in comedy. There is never an issue. There was never a problem. There was never a problem, sir. There was never a problem with anything that he said. Mm. So it's like, bro. Even if she even if she's taking a high road from the Outside looking in, and you know, Cat came out and said that you know, after being you know cussed out and dragged by uh, female comedians on his phone, uh, and them <laughs> basically talking some sense into him about the comments that he makes and how they come across, you know, he said he understands that what he meant didn't come across mm-hmm. properly, and he should have never had that conversation, especially with somebody who wasn't skilled enough to really understand what he was saying or trying to say but at the very least i think there was some truth to what he said because we've we've all known tiffany haddish to be exactly who she is she out here talking about what's going on at beyonce them parties she dry snitching on people for doing shit behind closed doors like 
we know she don't really understand the concept of a time and a place. For real. <laughs> so if she come, if she get asked about some shit that was said about her, and she comes out and she says in a very like not joking, very seriously, like there's not an issue. I don't have an issue with him. Uh, we are good. There was never a problem. At some point, she understands that what he was doing was not derogatory. He wasn't doing it in a malicious way. And I think he was valid in a lot of the shit. Like, yeah, I gave Monique a whole bunch of shit for her Netflix stuff. But if we looking at resumes overall, stand-up wise, Monique is Monique. And I think we used this when we was talking about Monique. Like, Tiffany Haddish is red hot right now. So if we talking Netflix special, what Netflix wants to do is get people to tune in. Tiffany Haddish can get people to tune in. If we just talking about the comedy of it, that's a different that's a different conversation. And that's why I'm like, bro, we gotta ask ourselves when do the numbers matter and when do they not matter? Is the content king or is the currency king? I mean the numbers. I mean, the numbers will always matter. You know what I mean? But there's, I mean, you, there's just always going to be two arguments. Like, it's like, who's the best by the numbers? And then who's the best by like, you know, what everybody think? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like Drake said, man, opinions over statistics. You know what I mean? When niggas say that he not the best. I mean, he makes a valid point. I'm, I'm just asking when we I think there's a separation of the conversations. You can have a conversation about okay, business wise, we talking Forbes list, all of this like who 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 really out here doing it? And then we can have a conversation of when you go to your uncle's house and he still get bootleg DVDs, who he trying to cop the new bootleg of? Is he trying to cop that new Kevin Hart or is he trying to cop that new Cat Williams? I think those are two different conversations. I don't think either one is more important than the other, but I think numbers negate the other conversation. So that that that's my take on that. We're uh, uh, rounding out our social topics for this week. We have the BET Hip Hop Award nomination. You know, BET Hip Hop used to be like, I used to like really look forward to that, mainly because the ciphers, you know, were used to be super hard, but now I don't know what they've become, or I don't know if they're even still worth watching. But, you know, this should be our award show, man. It's like, you know, they say we don't support our own. So hopefully niggas pull up to this hoe. I know the uh, nominations are horrible, though, so. Let's get it. That. Let's get into a couple of man. So, the nominees for album of the year are Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy, of course. Drake's Scorpion, six. Jake Jake Cole's K.O.D. Should win. The Carters, Everything Is Love, not a bad album. And Migos Culture Two, awful. Awful. <laughs> yeah, that definitely shouldn't be up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can I can get with the rest of them, but I mean, come on, culture too. 
Like y'all are not bumping that. There's no way y'all still <laughs> like. There's no way y'all still listening to the album. Because I'm sure I listened to it once I, and that was it. I didn't even listen to all of it. I mean, it was too much. So I'm not gonna, you know. Who? So who do you first? Who do you think is going to win? And then who do you want to win? I think either Cardi or Drake gonna win. And I mean, I want J Cole to win because I really do think that. He still got the album of the year. But that's just me. Uh I would like for J. Cole to win. Uh, but I think Scorpion's gonna win. Six, 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 six. Yeah, I think Scorpion is going to win. Six, 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 my nigga, you gotta give me some warning when you gonna drop that shit. Six, 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 six. Nah, I want I want it to be wow. a surprise, bro. I just wanted to <laughs> blow in your ear. Clearly, clearly. Uh, next up, we got MVP of the year. I don't really know what that means, <laughs> but. I'm going to just tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you who the nominees are. So you have Cardi B, Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake, Big Year, Travis Scott, Big Year, J. Cole, you know, good, a good year. A good year, I you know I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, except the childish home. Um, I don't know. Only if they include "Awaken My Love." I don't know if that's included. which they are definitely not. But we gonna we gonna talk about childish when we get to this next <laughs> to this next category because I know you are gonna flip your shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, oh my god! <laughs> so, so nominees for MVP of the year. Who do you? Who do you want to win? And then who do you think is actually going to win? Um, I want Drake to win because I think he had a really great year, even through all the beef. Uh, through all the beef. Because I ain't going to front like Duffy was, wasn't hard. Like, I'm just not going to front like it was not hard. And that his album was not, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And he didn't have so many hits, so many features. That's my heart. Had a good year. Uh, now, who do I think going to win? Cardi B. I think she's just going to sweep the whole awards. Uh, I I like Cardi to win uh, because I feel like when, it, when we look at Drake and this award specifically, it's kind of like in the NBA. Like every year that LeBron has been in the league, he could have easily been the MVP, right? But Sometimes you gotta ask who who truly had the best year, and I think out of this list of artists, if I'm being honest, it would have to either be Cardi B or Travis Scott is making a very late push because I think they are at places in their career that last year at this time we would have never seen them. We would have never thought they would be here. And I think that is what 
makes them more MVPs. Whereas if it's like Drake says, you know, three sets of three years, the last nine, 10 years, Drake could have easily, you know, been if he hasn't been nominated for this award. So I, th- I would like to see Cardi win it. I think Cardi will win it. Um, but if she doesn't, I definitely think it'll either uh, it'll be Drake or Travis Scott. Hmm. Next, we have the lyricist of the year. <laughs> so Childish Gambino. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> now say that again. Lyricist of the year. Okay, just want to make sure. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. For lyricist of the year. Yeah, let's just keep going, man. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I mean, don't don't belong, but next. <laughs> Drake. I give you that. J. Cole. Of course. Travis Scott. Stop it. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, Travis Scott, lyricist of the year. That's wild. I remember listening to Rodeo and being like, yo, this would be so hard if Travis Scott could like rap. Like if he really had bars. I was like, this would be like it's hard, but I'm like, it would be extra hard if, you know, he was actually he could, really he, good, you know, you know, at rapping. And then, you know, he found his Damn. groove. I mean, I'm just saying, it's like if he was like a really good rapper. I just have never really felt like he was a very strong rapper, like ever. Um But you know, birds in a trap was straight, you know, they had a vibe. And then, uh, you know, this last album, you know, he definitely got some writers, but it still wasn't. Uh, I didn't really feel like it was that lyrical. Lyrical miracle. And I don't. Let's get to this childish Gambino. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. Dude, this, this nigga don't even rap no more. <laughs> like, because this I... is America, ain't no rap song. I don't know what that is. It ain't no rap song. Ain't no rap verses on it. I don't know. He's not even a rapper no more. Like, that's that. <laughs> like, that's that. So, I can't understand this. Lyricist of the year. Lyrics on what? What song? <laughs> like, just give, give me one song. <clears throat> and I mess with Childish and his rapping, but he ain't rapped in a while. So, I don't know. lyricist uh, this is a category where you literally have to have lyrics (laughs) that can be broken down into bar form and wrapped right where it makes sense and you know bars how you have have Childish Gambino and you don't have like Saha the Prince or something you know what I mean Saha like no dope on Sundays like so I'm, you know that's that's discouraging and push a t exactly dropped a top five album lyric wise 
I know a lot of you mainstream listening ass niggas is not gonna just fuck with that shit, but lyrically, Pusha T has a, a top, damn near top three album of 2018 lyrics wise. And you niggas have Childish Gambino in the lyricist of the year category. Who the, who the fuck is working at BET? No, these these record labels. Yeah, we got your back. Nigga, you ain't got shit. You ain't got shit. And then the nominees for shit, we ain't even go through the I don't, that shit pissed me off so bad. I don't, who the, who you think gonna win? For lyricists. Yeah. J. Cole. Cold fucking world. Out of that five, yeah. You think he should win or you think he will win? Out of that five, both. I feel the same way. I don't K I think I mean K dot if if memory serves me correctly, damn was in twenty seventeen, right? Right. So this would only be the Black Panther soundtrack. If we're talking, you know, 2018 shit. I mean, well, this this wouldn't be just 2018. You know, I would think it would be covering, <clears throat> you know, the. I don't know. Everything if from Dam the last. Is included. Everything from the last hip hop awards to now. So if Dam is included and I don't remember when Dam. It came out in April of, of last year. So it was probably included last year. So this has only got to be taken into account Black Panther soundtrack. Which, I mean, <laughs> Black Panther soundtrack is fire. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Cole. Cole gonna win this. He should win this. I, I feel like he should win this, but Drake is probably gonna win it. Which is wild. No, no diss to Drake, but if you have Kendrick, J. Cole, and Drake in a lyricist of the year category, and Drake wins, that is wild. He won't. Nigga, they got Childish Gambino in this motherfucker. You don't know what can, you don't know what the fuck can happen. That's true, but I will put money on it. <laughs> they ain't gonna choose Drake. I don't know, man. If he show up, he gonna win. <laughs> Slick. Like, where Nikki at, man? Uh, where, where her nominations at? I'm not even going to discuss that because, you know, the conversation is going to be that, uh, you know, her album was not out in time. Or, oh, yeah. you know, that's what she's going to say. Yeah. But, I mean, Astro World is taken into account here. True. So, I don't, you know. Either way, let's let's jump into another head scratcher. Producer of the year. DJ Esco. That nigga produce. <laughs> oh. Ben Bill <laughs> Ben Billions. I may be uncultured, but I don't really know who Ben Billions is. Um you may know. 
Uh, it's not somebody I would expect to see in the top five. Okay. But I mean, you know, okay. a good producer. Cool. What's his drop? Boop, 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 being billions. No, that's not it. <laughs> I don't know if he has a drop. Okay, okay. I Pharrell Williams. What the fuck did Pharrell produce this year? Nigga, Pharrell be producing everything on the low. I I'm I wasn't saying it like it was a dig. I was genuinely no, I'm, asking. I'm genuinely telling you. <laughs> this nigga run, like, this I nigga run the game is what I'm saying. I mean, true. I just maybe I'm unaware. Cause he doesn't have does he he doesn't have a tag either. He doesn't have a drop. <laughs> First of all, most producers, <laughs> most producers don't mate. Most producers don't no, have a drop. But what I am <laughs> what I am saying is in this era. If I'm looking at this particular category, I am looking for the people that I hear. Because we are now in an era where the producer is almost as important and familiar as far as being a fan favorite as the artist. And that's definitely no slight or disrespect to Pharrell. I just don't know what projects and what songs Pharrell is producing well let me help you not doubting him being here i just don't let me help you man you know stir fry uh he did a lot of work i can hear that he did a lot of work on justin timberlake album uh, the outside shit yeah man of, man of the woods yeah i'm not fucking with it uh ape shit and nice uh, that's i see uh a lot of songs on uh ariana grande not hip hop. Uh Skeletons, Travis Scott, Asher World. And uh yeah, those okay. those are his uh 2018. Uh, okay. Okay. I can credits. I can now I can see why he's on there. What about Ben Billions? Let me pull up his credits for you. So while you're pulling those credits up, the other two uh nominees are Metro. Boom and want some more, nigga. Hey young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> We get it. And then, you know, last but certainly not least, Mother on a B O. I mean, other than booed up. I mean Nah, hell no. <laughs> You're wilding. I mean. You are wilding. I mean no. Uh, Damn near every other song be a mustard song. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have to know. I don't even like I be like guessing the tag sometimes when I hear a beat for the first time. And, you know, I do tend to get Metro. I tend to get his correct a lot. And then uh, also DJ Mustard. You know, I just I just know that that mustard on the beat finna drop. <laughs> yeah. You know, YG. So. YG project. Shit. Damn near the whole thing. Uh, LMA shit. Shrimp life shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mustard out here. Mustard is definitely out here. And then you know La Metro. Little Metro on there be. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Metro is arguably the most recognized producer. But I just don't, after the, and you know, it may just be a down south thing. I was surprised and appalled 
to not see Tay Keith on this list. That's surprising, man. It really is. I seen Tay Keith last week, matter of fact. Shout out Tay Keith. I, I don't like know him or nothing, but I seen him last week, man. We was, you know, we was at this little spot and uh in the Ville. He was in there low cooling. Shout out Tay Keith, man. Man, nigga said we was at the, we was at this spot <laughs> like y'all was together, you know. Nah, we was no, no, we came. <laughs> we were through, not you know together. We came through. You feel me? I me just so happened was to, in that hole in the cut. You feel me? I just so happened to be in the same area uh, that Tay Keith was in. Uh, Did you feel honored, bro? I'm not gonna say I felt honored, <laughs> but what was crazy is, and this is wild. Uh, me and one of the homies, shout out my nigga Crutch. Uh, we was talking about sicko mode, and this nigga walked by, <laughs> and like we was talking about sicko mode. This nigga walked by. I didn't pay. I ain't paid no attention. Uh, and then, like as he was coming back through, I was talking to Kino. Shout out Kino, and I was like, bro. Ever since, cause you know what I always say. Ever since somebody, whoever that nigga is, that told take Keith to fuck these niggas up. That nigga deserves a check. Cause take Keith been fucking these niggas up ever since. So I'm in. I'm mid sentence into you know that whole spiel. This nigga walks by. My nigga crush was like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> take Keith just walked by." <laughs> I'm like, "Nigga, what?" So I get up to go to the bathroom. I see the nigga. I'm like, "Damn." Shout out Take Keith. Still out here fucking these niggas up. Hmm. So, shout out Take Keith. I say all that to say this. BET, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> all right, man. What uh before we get before we jump into sports, because that's where we headed next. Uh we gonna be on me and the homies. Right? Right. Yeah. Shout out Blake, man. We gonna be on me and the homies. Uh, I think it's gonna next week. Well, like three, four days from now when y'all hear this. Yeah, I mean it'll be you know next week. Yeah, it'll be next week. So, uh, definitely, I know y'all may be wondering. You know, it's a couple. It's a couple points y'all didn't hit on this week. Trust me, we didn't forget. Y'all gonna get this content, but. You know, due to some, you know, agreements between management, you know, <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, some of those other things with, with the homie Blake. So shout out to me and the homies. Uh, first episode was fire. It was re- it so, was very good, man. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And y'all niggas think our shit is long. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> shit, I mean, you know, it wasn't too bad to me, but you know, I know people feel different. You know. Niggas be upset about these long podcasts, but the shit when the shit fired, the shit fired, man. So fuck it. Y'all go listen to me and the homies, man. It it definitely was a great listen. Learned a lot. Shout out my nigga Jay Woods. I don't know the other brother uh personally, but I'm a fan of his now. Uh, Big Bank Tesla. Nigga had me on USA uh, Jobs right when he dropped that link. I'm like, let me hop on that hoe. USA Let Jobs. me go look real uh, quick. 
But shout <laughs> shout out to me and the homies podcast, man. Y'all, we gonna be on there next week. So y'all definitely, of course, you know, we're gonna repost it to uh to our uh page. We're gonna repost it on our uh feed and everything. So y'all just be on the lookout for that. Uh but until then, let's hop into sports. It's like I was ready, but then you just <laughs> switched it up on me so quick. I switched it up. Shit. <laughs> So let's have a conversation about what the fuck is going on in the after five fantasy league. I mean, what's going on is, you know, what y'all knew was going to happen. I mean, you know, I'm going to sweep the league. And that's my that. My nigga is 2-0. And, and that's that. Undefeated, my nigga. And y'all ain't seeing me. Y'all ain't seeing me. You know what I'm saying? So you, so you are, you are one and no nigga. You are, you are bi week ass nigga. Yeah, I had a bi week the, uh, the first week, which was trash because I murdered whoever the fuck it was. I played that first week. I murdered their ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> On God, fuck. No. Murdered them fucks. But uh, yeah. So in first place, you got uh. Realest, realest nigga, realest flow, aka AC. Uh, in second place, you got Team Impact, B Booker, uh, the Money Team. Shout out my nigga Vante uh, is in third place, and your boy, yours truly, is currently in fourth place, aka Team. He hate me. Uh, And then coming in tied for fifth is uh, Team Osaoni, Blake, and Hit Sticks Revenge, my young nigga Chris. So that's what's rounding out, you know, the top five this week. Top five after five. Top five after five. Uh, What else happened in sports? Shit. My nigga Josh Gordon going to the Patriots. Pats. Pats, nigga. Pats. So, uh, you know, I got Josh Jordan. I said Josh Jordan. Josh Gordon in one of my other leagues. Um, mm-hmm. And it was great to hear that he was going to the Patriots, man. That really makes me happy because, you know, the Patriots have a knack for just picking up troubled people and making them an asset to a winning team. So I'm hoping it's the same with Josh. I think it I think it has great potential. It's just gonna be a situation where you gotta it's gonna be dependent upon how quickly he picks up the offense. Cause the Patriots offense is not super intricate, but it's a lot to remember. And we've had you know, superstar receivers come in, they have not been able to quite grasp the offense. And so uh, my hope is that it is a Randy Moss situation where he comes in and, you know, everything is cool. Mm -hmm. My fear is that he comes in and same old shit, different team, you know, so. 
I'm optimistic with some apprehension, I guess you would say. I feel you. I do it. But you want to know what the hell is funny as hell? So the Raiders have one missing piece, right? A pass rush. They got rid of a nigga whose specialty is just that. You know what this nigga been doing since he left? Going off. Terrorizing quarterbacks. <laughs> Offensive linemen. Running backs. <laughs> receivers. The league, nigga. The league. He's there <laughs> this the nigga. League. Khalil Mack is the incredible Hulk, bro. What's the nigga from the Rams who got paid all that money? Talking about. Darnold, Sam Darnold? No, nah, not the Rams. You know, he the, he the quarterback for he, the Jets. No, nah, this, uh, oh, shit, hold on. Sam Darnold, nigga. <laughs> Who the other nigga? The other, the Arnold nigga. The Arnold nigga. I don't know. I don't even know that nigga. <laughs> Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle for the LA Rams, the highest paid uh defensive, you know, lineman. Whatever they paying that nigga, somebody should have paid Khalil Mack that shit. Cause my nigga, he is going off. He balling, bro. I mean, he just making the the Raiders look more stupid. Even they look more and more stupid every week. And it's like John Gruden shoots himself in the foot every time he gets up and does a post-game interview <laughs> or a mid-week interview or an after-practice interview because he keeps talking about how they need a pass rush. They need a pass rush. They need a pass rush. And he was the first one to try to ship this nigga out of fucking – where they at? They're going to Vegas, right? But they still in Oakland. He shipped his ass out of Oakland. Like, I don't know, man. This nigga is retarded. You know what? Let me take that back. Retarded is a problematic <laughs> word. It's like, you're so insensitive, bro. <laughs> Let me take that back. I don't want, you know, the problematic police coming after me. Uh, this man is, you know, he doesn't make very good decisions. I will say that. Uh, and the Browns are just is the uh, you know what it may not be in the Browns. Maybe they just are a team that just is not supposed to win. I mean, you know, they just they just going through something right now. You know, they've been going through something for a long time. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough being a Browns fan. I'll say, but they're gonna have a better year this year, man. They're gonna win some football games. Do you think they will make any changes at quarterback? Uh, that I don't know, man. What you think? I think he get another week. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I think he gets another week to try to figure it out. And if he don't, that boy Baker coming in. 
because it's like if you're gonna lose, <laughs> lose with a with a first round overall pick. You know, let him get his lumps and bruises. If you're gonna go zero and three, don't go zero and three with a nigga that was supposed to you know pave the way and teach this young man how to you know do what he needs to do. It's just I don't know. The Browns are just a very poorly run organization. Clearly. <laughs> and I don't see any change coming. Uh, so there is that. There has been a lot of debate, and I really want to get your take on this, uh, about the reg- the guy who retired at halftime, uh, the Buffalo Bills cornerback, Bonte Davis. Um, retired at halftime in the game uh, against the Chargers. What are what are your thoughts on not only the retirement, but how it was done, when it was done, and some of the backlash and follow up that happened afterwards? I mean, you know, it was definitely done in a fashion that uh, is not conventional. You know, you don't see people leave or, you know, decide that they're not going to play in the middle of a game, let alone say, well, I think I'm going to be done with my career, actually, Uh, you know, after the first half. Uh, So, you know, I know his team felt the way, which they should feel. I mean, like, damn, nigga, you can't finish the game. Like, you can't even, like, come out on the sideline and just be like, look, like, I ain't going back in. But, you know, I'll stay here, you know, finish the game. But I ain't playing no more. You know, like, you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, you say you just going to dip. Like, you know, that that can be definitely received in a very negative light. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is his life, man. If you felt like it was time to go, that's fine. It's just the way that he did it is, you know, not very professional, I would say, in any capacity. I, when I first heard about it, I thought that same way. And then, you know, being me being the person that I am, I go seeking alternative thought process. Oh, you do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> got to stay objective. Got to hear both mm-hmm. sides. And Arian Foster, you know, the, the, keeper of all things both sides uh, had this to say and he was talking about Damian Woody being livid on um, first take about the way in which Vontae Davis retired and Arian Foster said y'all need to keep the same energy for owners who cut players or sit players right before an incentive bonus hits see if you want to fight someone then y'all are brainwashed they have you thinking you paid for something. You played for something more than a paycheck. How about the Matrix? Because it ain't real. And when I read that, I was like, man, you know, this nigga Arian Foster was probably in, you know, a room reading. <laughs> Went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Hopped on Twitter or Yahoo Sports and seen this shit and was like, oh, niggas are wilding today, huh? Let me let me go drop some knowledge on you niggas real quick. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, 
Let's look at the Le'Veon Bell situation, right? Le'Veon Bell has had the franchise tag placed on him two straight years. He is owed a lot of money for being arguably the number one running back in the league. They placed the franchise tag on him because they don't want to pay him the things that are contractually owed to him if they were not to put the franchise tag on him. So, so what they do in that particular situation is they place the franchise tag on you, give you a, uh, an amount, and I think his amount is like $16 million or something like that, which people are talking about, you're, you're crying about $16 million. He's a running back, right? So if he is a thousand yard rusher or he makes the Pro Bowl or he cracks 2,000 yards or he cracks, you know, 10 touchdowns, whatever the, whatever the metrics are in his contract, he's owed certain incentives. And in order to keep from paying him those incentives, because running backs are a commodity, but once you use them up, they're used. They put the franchise tag on him. So this year he like, bro, I'm not coming until you niggas pay me. <laughs> and everybody's up in arms. Oh, he's a terrible, he's a terrible teammate. He's out here doing his mixtape release and all of this other shit. My nigga is not playing right now. <laughs> he's losing money every Sunday because he wants you niggas to pay him. But you got his teammates out here dogging him. And he like, bro, you niggas are getting your money. I want my money. And I don't I don't think people should be frustrated or upset at a nigga for wanting to get his damn money. Because them owners gonna get their money. Them coaches gonna get their money. But he knows he could go out there, you know, first week back, get fucked up or piss off the wrong person, you know, in the Steelers front office, and he may be benched. Or they may bench him strategically so he don't reach certain you know, goals and shit. And so in this particular situation, you got Vontae Davis who's like, a certain play happened and he was like, you know what, I don't want this shit no more. (laughs) Either he ain't what he used to be or the passion and love ain't there. So he's like, you know what, I'm done. I am done. And I don't, I don't think we should fault him for being done. Because if they if they cut him, or told you know like they did in the, like the Patriots did in the Super Bowl, and told their man that he wasn't gonna be playing, and this is the Super Bowl, you know what? Wasn't nobody mad at the Patriots? You didn't have all this outrage for the Patriots when they was like, "Hey yo, uh, we're not gonna tell you what you're doing or what you did, but just know you're not gonna touch this field." And then they proceed to get cut the fuck up in the area in which he would have been perfect for. There was definitely outrage for that. But what I'm saying is it's not the same level of outrage. Everybody's talking about his he quit on his teammates. So what do y'all want him to do? Y'all want him to be out there knowing that he don't want to fucking play no more? Now he half-assing it. So if he get burnt, you know, on a basic slant route, now y'all on his ass. I think I think it would just – I think, okay, him deciding to retire halfway through the game, 
I feel like that's not the biggest gripe. It's the fact that that nigga left at halftime. Like the nigga left and was like, "I'm done." I mean, if you know you, if you know you playing with some shady ass niggas, who gonna be hoes about this shit? Hell, I leave at halftime too. Man, you could say anything. I mean, you could just say you heard of some shit. You know, just to not play the second half, and then after that, just you know. But then he's lying. He's not living his truth, Alex. I thought you said you wanted people to live their truth. You can do that for two hours, nigga. (laughs) For two hours, like, come on. So, so, so it's cool to lie. Is that what you're saying? You telling me that you know we can be out here not living in our truth for two hours to appease other people for the betterment of the team, because you don't want the team to be thinking about how you just quit on them. Why they need to be focusing on trying Bruh, to come back. So what happens if, if if they cut him? Do the king do the team care about him? What you mean if they cut like, him? Like y'all they kill, ain't gonna y'all cut a nigga half time. I guarantee bro, that. Y'all kill me. Y'all kill me with this team shit in professional sports. Y'all kill me with this shit. Just like A B, bro. And I hate we keep going back to the Steelers because for so long they were uh they were a model franchise but ab like folks is looking in the ab tweets like shit do this nigga want to be here because this nigga like bro y'all talking all this shit about me i can't throw myself the ball (laughs) niggas don't throw me the ball they throw it to other people they don't catch the ball or they don't do what they need to do with the ball and then y'all sitting up here talking about me getting upset with me because i'm like bro y'all are tripping I mean, look, you out there with your team every day, bro. I understand that it's for the money, like, you know, and that, like, I feel like doing, like, it's a difference between doing some shit for, like, the organization and doing some shit for the team, you know what I mean? And, I, and, and I'm also just talking about professionalism. Like, like, I don't think it's professional to quit in the middle of a work day. Like, why y'all doing some shit? Like, when, like, Everybody know that you go into your job to collect that check. Everybody know that. But when we at that job and say we in a team-based setting, nigga, we trying to get this shit done. And I don't want you to quit in the middle of some shit. You know, wait till we finish the project. Wait till we finish doing whatever we doing. Then lead a company, nigga. But who does that benefit, Alex? What you mean? Who we does talking that benefit? about your teammates. Who, but is who, who does that benefit? Because think about this. If you look at... You t- we just talked about Gordon, yeah. right? We were just talking about Gordon. This nigga got cut. For a reason. This nigga got... He, no, but he got cut. For though. a reason. R- f- fuck the reason. He could have all of, the, all of them brothers on that team that he had that loved and cared about him, and they was out here tweeting on Instagram about how they gonna miss him, and he was a big part of the locker room and all this other shit throughout... What, fuck whatever the, you know, the media has to say about him. He... He was an asset to the locker room. The Browns didn't give a fuck about the team. They wanted him out. But why do you think they wanted him out? Fuck the team. Why do you think they wanted him out? I mean, clearly enough of his teammates was fucking with him. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, from their perspective, they got an organization to run. So now that's what I mean. If you look at yourself as a professional athlete, is your own organization, you got to look out for your damn self because the team becomes a null point when it's the organization versus you. Period. The organization don't give a fuck about this nigga. 
So why would he go out there and think about the team if the team going to do what the team going to do with or without you? This is professional sports. You don't get a participation trophy. You don't get shit but a paycheck. And if that paycheck, if you like, bro, my paycheck is not worth this bullshit that I got to deal with, you leave. As a professional athlete, and that team shit go out the window because when you're getting benched and somebody else go in there and start doing your job better than you, the team don't give a fuck about you. I mean, it's just they don't give leave a damn. Halftime is just not professional. But what is prof- is professional telling somebody that they can't do, that they can't exercise their First Amendment rights to do whatever it is that they want to do? And what is that regarding? The, the 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 anthem protests that were going on in the NFL, when when the organizations or the NFL said, "Hey, organizations, you can police this shit whatever way it is that you want to," and you had owners coming out and saying, "Oh, my team's gonna stand for this, or my team's gonna do whatever," the, the team ain't have shit to do with that. So how professional is it for your job to come and tell you, hey, bro, I know that the Constitution that bounds your rights as an American citizen says this is OK, but I just want to let you know this is not going to be tolerated here. Now, what what are you supposed to do? You're going to be a team player and just be like, you know what? Fuck my little rights. I'm going to just do whatever. No. Do not. So. We got we can't it's just like what we talked about before. We can't pick and choose when it's okay to be a team player and when you're just being professional and when it's not cuz it's not professional for them to infringe on your basic human rights. But they was doing it and getting mad at you for being upset about it. Like this is professional sports. This ain't college sports. This ain't high school. This ain't peewee. This is professional sports. The, each and every one of these niggas on this team get paid a check. At the moment that the organization or the coach or the team feels that you are no longer a viable asset, they will get rid of your ass. And they don't care. All of that, you know, one for all and all for one shit goes out the fucking window when they see a new, prettier, younger, shinier toy that can get them to wherever they feel like they can get to. So if you look, if you in the middle of doing something and you look up and you like, you know what? I'm a dull ass toy now. Fuck it. I'm done. Nigga, that's your prerogative. It's just like, like you said about quitting the job. It is customary to put in a two weeks notice. Legally, you can walk up to that motherfucker and be like, Hey, I'm out. You know, but why? But why I'm is out. it customary to put in your notice? Because I mean, it's customary because that's, that's what you do as a professional. That's why. I mean, so when your when your job, if your job fires you for something that everybody else is also doing, but they fire you, is that professional? I mean, if I get terminated, you know, for an unfair reason, and I don't get no severance, if I don't get no severance. No, it's not professional. Now, they if they fire me and they give me severance, then they did what they needed to do. But it's customary to give severance. They don't have to give That's you why severance. you don't have to give your two weeks, but it's still professional to do it. 
But if if they decide not to do it, you're going to be like, oh, that's so unprofessional. The unprofessionalism is they fired you for some shit that everybody else if is they doing. they fire me, then and I don't get no severance, and I'm going to be like, damn, that's fucked up. Just like if a nigga walked out my job. Nigga, if they fire you, it's fucked up. <laughs> if they fire you, it's fucked up. If I, if I was like, doing something wrong and I get let go, it is what it is, which could be the case with Josh so, Gordon, which is why I'm not tripping. It's like there's a lot of speculation about why they're getting rid of him. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, so that's that's why I think mm-hmm. it's apples and oranges. It's like, bro, if you at your job and like I said, you working on a team project and a nigga on your team quit while y'all in the middle of the damn project, you ain't going to be like, well, you know, that's his prerogative. I mean, you know, oh, quit. but I, I am. Mean, that's fine. So you ain't going to be feeling no type of way about that nigga quitting on y'all. No, because at the end of the day, I get paid to get up and do a job. I am paid to do a job. Yo, yo, your pay, your pay is based on your performance, and your performance is partially impacted by this team project that you just had a nigga quit on. That's gonna put y'all in an even worse disadvantage. And at the end of the day, it's just like when we talking about slick woods. <laughs> Niggas gotta do what niggas gotta do for they self. I ain't gotta live whoever it is life. I don't know why they quit. That's their prerogative. Because the thing about when you looking at jobs, bro, and this is just period. A job, no matter how much of a team and close-knit and brotherhood this and family oriented and all of this other shit, at the end of the day, you are there to do a specific task. You individually, whether you're on the team or not, you are there to fulfill a specific task. At any moment, they can say that they no longer want you to fulfill this task. They can get rid of you. You can leave. Either way, the next day, that task is going to get done. You can you can quit on a Monday and they can have somebody interviewing and into your position by Thursday. They ain't gonna like it though. And you know they what? Ain't like it. It hey, <laughs> it don't matter. Because the the role of the the role of what it is that you do is just that it's a role. You can't get no reference either. I mean come on now. That's this we be professional because we got careers. That's why I don't quit a job and I, leave. I was like, let me put in my two weeks. And I'm I'm not saying I, this. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out here and do this. I'm saying you got to look at it from both ends. I just I, and when we're talking professional sports, so many times the players are demonized for the very things that these organizations and these teams do because we view it like the players are being unprofessional. When either either we're talking professionalism or we not, it shouldn't matter who's doing it. It's just like Khalil Mack. This nigga is balling out. The Ra- Raiders just shipped him out. I mean, you know they now he balling out for somebody else, compromise. and they got a void on their team. Compromise because they couldn't compromise because they didn't want to do what they needed to do in order to get to where they wanted to be. I mean, maybe they just didn't feel so like now, it was worth it, man. So they ship him out, right? They ship him out. Who knows? He could have had a house. His family could have been settled in in Oakland. Everything could have been peaches and cream. But he knew what he was worth, and they didn't want to meet him at it. 
So now they ship him out. Ship him somewhere else. He ain't had no say so. He gotta go, he gotta go where they say go. He goes there now. His team, his teammates depended on him. You know, he was there through training camp and all this other shit. Like, what 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 is what are they supposed to do now? Like you said. They had somebody, a part of their team, a large part of their team, to help them get to this common goal, which their paychecks are dependent on. And he was just removed. <laughs> now what happens? What was that professional? Did the did the organization give a damn about how it was going to affect the team? No. But when the player does it, oh, he's unprofessional. Uh, this this person, he's problematic. He only cares about himself. Nigga, this is professional I mean, sport. Re- returning if, I don't care at, about, if I don't care about me. Returning at halftime, a nigga, this is not something we see every day. I'm cool with niggas holding out. I'm cool with getting your bag. I don't know. Just returning at halftime just seem a little extreme. That's an extreme case. Where I would say that, hey, you know, maybe you should have waited to the end of the game. You ain't even got to play the rest of the game. Just don't play the second half. Like, you already quitting on your team? Like, could you quit any less? Like, you doing the max, like, oh, you quitting, quitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you retired, retired. Like, you ain't even going back out there type shit. <laughs> like, if I was his teammate, I'd be like, nigga, are you serious? <laughs> like, that, that would be hilarious to me. Nigga's like, no, I'm retiring. I'm done. Hell no. Hell no. You see me get hit in that second quarter? I'm done, nigga. I'm too old to be out here. Nigga. It's, you know what? I think it's about time I hit the old <laughs> like dusty trail. I got trail. my millions, man. Let me get on out of here. Let me get on. Let me go and skedaddle on out of here, man. Let's, let's go and knock this on off. I mean, I just want us to be consistent, bro. That's it. That's it. I feel you. You got anything else you want to discuss this week? Nah, man. We ran a little long today. Well, that's been it this week on uh, After 5 Podcast. Man, we appreciate y'all rocking with us and listening to us. Um, As always, please remember to like, rate, comment uh, on all social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, uh, the podcast app via iTunes and SoundCloud. let us know how we doing. Let us know how y'all rocking with us. Uh, and yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, also be sure to check us out, man. We're going to be on Me and the Homies podcast. Do the homie. Do the homie. <laughs> homies over hoes. Homies over hoes. Homies over hoes. Do the homie. Nigga said, nigga said <laughs> what, what happened to bros over hoes? Nigga said, man, that's only on television. <laughs> So that's only on TV, nigga. <laughs> nigga's not really like that. I'ma send an emotion. Nigga, you ain't like that. <laughs> that nigga ain't like that. We're the lady now. <laughs> Yo, you gotta throw that out. You gotta throw that in there. Married men act totally different when they by themselves, don't they? You see him with your wife. What's up, Tony? Hey, man, how's everything going, brother? 
Oh, just taking it easy, hanging out with the old lady. All right, God bless you. Take it easy now. All right. Be like, that nigga ain't like that. You see him about saying, what's up, Tony? Hey, where's the bitches at, nigga? Where's the bitches? There's your girl. Where? Where's she at? Where's she at? She just pulled up. She's outside. Nigga, where the bitches at? <laughs> where the bitches? Ah <laughs> oh, man, but uh, yeah, man, we gonna be on uh, me and the homies uh next week uh with your boy Blake, uh, our boy Blake, my bad, uh, our boy Blake. Uh, we gonna talk about some of the things that you know we strategically left out for this week's episode, uh, because we wanna you know bring in that third. Uh, that third, that third thought process from from the good brother Blake, uh, and then also next week, uh, it's time for us to bring in another guest. So we're gonna have a special guest next week for next week's episode. So be sure to tune in there. And uh, do we have YouTube? Is YouTube coming? AC? Of course, man. No question. So uh, yeah. So yeah, man. For for everybody who listens at work has access to YouTube. YouTube is coming. Uh, not video, but audio. Uh, we're going to work out a way so that we can maybe get some video, but you know, definitely, definitely going to be doing the audio so you can catch us there. Uh, we'll make sure we blast out all of those uh, tags and where you can, can listen and subscribe there as well. Definitely. So uh, we got anything else? Um, nothing really, man. Just uh, you know, shout out to um the segment. And shout out to my fellow brokies. You feel me, broke boy Nate B, the president Nate B for president. Uh, we gonna make our come up one of these days. <laughs> I did well on my budget app last week. I ended out with uh two dollars and sixty seven cents. Mm. So. To all my fellow brokies out there, uh, I'm out here living on the right path. Y'all stay with me. Uh, hop in the comment section. Let us know how your budget and saving process is going. Because my shit was lit last week. I was hype about that $2, but I'm already uh, I'm already uh, like $40 in this week. And I still got quite a bit of the week left. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit. Yeah, man. So uh y'all pray for a G. Pray for a G. Uh, and with that, man, it's been your boy Nate B. Your boy H. And this has been After Five. Peace. Holla.